Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Back to school BTS. I think that's also the name of a South Korean pop band. I don't know if BTS means the same thing, but I'm not paid to know that. So I'm not going to figure that one out. (laughs) Speaking of which, I can't talk about that on air. Um, Internal editor on. One of the things that I'm spending more money on is Internet. And I just tested my speed, my internet speed, and it's 680 download megabits per second download. But it's only six megabits upload. I'm like, why such an indifference? I'm like, I'm not paid to know that. I don't need to know that. <laughs> um, why is upload so different than download? Like, my brain can only hold so much in it in my head. But what are you spending money on with back to school? There's a big thought right now that back to school is going to be a big play on electronics. We all know what happened in March of this year. The economy got shut down. Kids were sent home from school. Um, But now it's time to go back. And I feel bad for kindergartners. If you have anyone who has a kindergartner, um, their first day of school is going to be online is weird. And again, I'm not following what's going on in Georgia. The Georgia school depicted in a viral image showing hallways packed with students will close for two days after nine students tested positive for COVID. Um, And I still have the question of when they go back, are they going to be wearing masks or not? If we've decided that masks are important, like it's just bizarre to me. Oh, one thing you could do, and this is weird that I'm even asking. Um. Teachers are going to need a lot of psychological support right now because they're they're getting a lot from different angles and they're getting the brunt of if they're good or bad. Uh, demand surges for child desk sets. <laughs> I love stories like this. Like so back to school, not only are we spending more on electronics for upload speeds, download speeds, Internet connectivity. Um, but now little desk areas are selling on Amazon like hotcakes. Homeschooling and e-learning. Here to stay, stubbornly. Kind of feels like that. But back to school used to be a little bit of a stimulus for state and local governments. In large part, for obvious reasons, that you know our kids are growing, and it's a reminder that they need new clothes and new shoes, and then the kids have issues where they want to look cool, so they have to go with Nikes. They don't want Adidas. They don't want Puma. They don't want Skechers. They there's and again different years. There's gonna be a different product that's hot and sexy. Some years it'll be Adidas, the anti-Nike kind of thing. But it used to be like dramatic 
on what we would spend. It was one of the holidays of the year. Like I think holidays were made up to keep capitalism and uh, working and socialism at bay. Like I hate Valentine's Day. It's the worst holiday ever. It's the day you're supposed to spend money on a loved one for no other reason than that's that day. And if you don't, then you look like a jerk face. And again, it puts a lot lot of spending in our life is pressure. Um, When I buy a computer, I want to have a high-end computer because in my head, I want one. I deserve one. I spend a lot of time on it. It's like a mattress. If you're going to get it, don't go cheap. Maximize it because you're going to be dead by the time you turn 80, right? So I'm bragging about my internet speeds because it's a peer pressure. And it's probably the number one thing that I regret most in my life is peer pressure. In my 20s, I desperately wanted to fall in love and find a wife because I figured if I got to 30, I'd be an old maid. I know you're saying, what are you talking about? And I spent more on dating in my 20s than I did in my 30s, 40s, and 50s combined kind of thing. Um, And it's not even close. I probably spent more from age 20 to 25 than from 25 to 50 uh, or 10 to 20. Like that period of time was expensive for me because I was caught up in social pressure. That's why Apple is an investment, in my opinion. I, it dawned on me 16 years ago when I was at a gym and iPods, not pod, iPods, but um, music players, MP3 players, jukeboxes. There was a, I, I had, and this is just so weird to say, I went from a Sony Walkman to at some point in time when music went digital. It went off tapes and CDs and radio stations. I went from that to... It was called an Arcos. And I can't even remember who made it. They, they, they're still in business, but they're totally out of that business. But it was big and clunky, and I'd take it to the gym. And, oh, you could buy one right now. You could go take a look at this. This is awesome. It's called the Arcos Jukebox. It had 20 gigabyte portable MP3 player. You can buy one for $45, and it looks like a tank. Um, I guess Arcos made it. Sandisk was into them. Like there's, there were some weird plays going on there. Um, but when I saw other people with this cool, slim, sleek Apple iPod, and I'm, I'm, I'm holding this tank, and it, it, it had a case that if you dropped it, the hard disk, it was basically a glorified hard disk inside of a, uh, a tank protector. Like nothing was going to scratch or break. If you drop this, it would bounce right back into your hands almost. Almost impossible to break. Um, but it was peer pressure for me. And peer pressure has been in my, my spending life my whole life. Uh, my parents were lower middle class because we were mil- a military family. And probably by the end of the military service, we were middle class to upper middle class maybe. So new shoes meant the world to me, and I, I, I got hand-me-downs. That's the fifth boy. How screwed is that? Uh, so when I got like a new pair of jeans that were all my own, they didn't have holes in them or patches, I was like stoked because I didn't want to get teased at school. So at school, I learned to be funny because I didn't have the best clothes. At school, I learned how to be smart, which led to a job in finance, oddly enough. But back to school, um, trendy outfits. Kids always look forward to getting something new, always. Even if it's just a box, they're stoked. 
Parents are buying less dressy clothing and more basics for their kids while stepping up purchases of masks and other protective equipment as well as electronics. I think it's fair to say that instead of a belt that you can attach your phone to, you might get a belt that you could attach uh, hand sanitizer to. And that may be the cool fashion accessory, right? The trade group called the National Retail Federation, the NERF, NRF, nation's largest retail trade group. I'm not I, – I, I'm always stunned at how many trade groups there are. I really, really, really am. Like there's probably a union or a group that like supports Pink Bunny Rabbits. And like, wait, there's a CEO of Pink Bunny Rabbit group? Yeah, yeah, yeah. National Retail Federation says this year we're going to spend about $33.9 billion on back to school. Do you know what we spent last year? 26.2. So we're upping the game by $7.7 billion. All because of COVID shifting our spending onto electronics away from fancy clothes. The, the peer pressure now might be to have something better than our Chromebook. The peer pressure now maybe have good internet speed. The record for spending on back to school is $30.3 billion and set in 2012. We're going to be at $33.9 billion this year. During the times of COVID, are things really that bad or really that good? I'm Rob Black. Find me at robblackshow.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Immediate start to the week as far as um, movement on Wall Street. And the Dow's up 200 points. The NASDAQ down 100 points. The S&P 500 down 5 we opened higher because we're talking about Steve Mnuchin in the White House. Trump can't argue economy for his own, so he sends his Treasury Secretary out to Congress to do it for him. Um, and I'm fine with that because Mnuchin's a pretty smart guy. You may like his politics, you may hate his politics, but he's a pretty smart guy. He's made money. I look at the people who talk about economies two ways the professors who have never made money and the people out there who have now unfortunately he's made money surrounded by a lot of wealthy people on planes and so does he know how to make money the way i want the middle class to make money it's a big question the s p 500 inched this morning towards a record as investors eye earnings and trump virus orders a lot of executive orders went out this weekend, and from what the early data analysis is on them, they're not going to do a lot. And in fact, they could backfire a little bit by creating more paperwork. So if you want to extend a moratorium on landlords not paying their mortgages or renters not paying their rents, um, and you create a process where they have to sign up for something, it could kind of slow things down. And then people started questioning the efficacy of said plan. Investors digested a new slate of executive orders from President Trump, who sidestepped Congress in moving ahead on Saturday with actions to provide support for the virus hit economy. Nancy Pelosi called the actions absolutely or absurdly unconstitutional. I'm going to leave that up to someone else to figure out and just tell you, I think we have stimulus coming. Democrat lawmakers pared back on the size of their proposal. They went from about 
zero trillion to three point five trillion. They've trimmed it down to about two trillion. Republicans, they want to look very fiscally hawkish all of a sudden. They want to say like, oh, we're not spending your tax money. Vote for me. We're not going to like drive up your taxes and, you know, throw it in the economy for no reason. We're conservatives. Keep in mind, my impression for Democrats and Republicans is exactly the same. Just so you know. Um, oh, the best thing I heard this weekend was that Trump asked the governor of South Dakota if he could be put on Mount Rushmore. Um, which led me to do a lot of research on Mount Rushmore. An employee at New Focus is taking his family to Mount Rushmore because um, it's a great state park kind of thing. Let's go see the state parks while it's still the summer. Um, and he said, I want to see it before it gets blown up. <laughs> I'm like, is that a thing? So I Googled blowing up Mount Rushmore. And there's plans that they actively have to protect against people trying to blow up Mount Rushmore. And I was like, who knew? And I think the mountain itself is on an Indian land and the government took it back. Or There's some question marks. And by the way, there's no more space for another face. There is space because it was meant to be Jefferson, but that rock is too unstable. I know you're saying, Rob, you have a lot of time on your hands if you learned all that about Mount Rushmore this weekend. I do. I do have a lot of time on my hands, it feels like. Um, job openings in the United States rose by 518,000 to 5.8 million. It's a Bureau of Labor Stats statistic that economists love. Right now, we know there's a lot of unemployed, but if there's a lot of job openings, we're less worried about it. If there's fewer job openings, we're more worried about it. And it's called the JOLTS report. Take it for whatever it's worth. Royal Caribbean reported today that revenue sank 94% after cruise operations halted during the second quarter. Wow. Um, what will the cruise industry look like? Here's my thought. Is that rich people will move it into a smaller cruise world. For it to survive. Um, luxury yachts will be rented. No, I'm not even going to get into this because I don't know that industry well. I'm just going to shut up and say, I don't really want to go in boating. There's so many other areas I could focus in as an investor that I don't need to have an opinion on boating. I dated someone many, 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 many years ago. And she was a woman who, for lack of a better phrase, was looking for a husband. And she goes, cruise is great. Because there's not a lot of hot chicks on cruises. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Are you about to say what I think you're about to say? So she would go on cruises to meet men. She's like, it's better than bars. They got, and I'm like, wait, wait, who, what man goes on a cruise single? And I'm like, I, anyway, like I said, I don't play with cruises. I, as an investor, I don't need to. Do you? And I asked because like, I'm seeing more people get into speculative investments that they would never get to, gotten into. But now they're doing it because, like, well, I got some extra time on my hands. Why not understand gold a little bit better? I'm like, well, it's worked twice in 30 years. Why go now? Gold's playing at 2043 an ounce. Um, I'm surprised it's that high. I'm not surprised because of the headlines. I'm surprised on the fundamentals. And I'm still right on the fundamentals. I'm just not right on the headlines. I didn't think the headlines were going to be $1 to $3 trillion in stimulus. I thought the headlines were maybe we'd be wrapping up COVID in the fall. 
you know, maybe 2021 is going to be the year that we start seeing the economy completely rebound. But I'm starting to think 2021 gets off to a funny start. You know, remember back in March, I said, if we do the Olympic until we cancel the Olympics, we're screwed because we have to cancel the Olympics. We are in denial. And right now I'm starting to think the same thing about the Super Bowl. And it's it's starting to come up faster with back to school. We start looking at the next set of holidays, and one of them is the election day. That's kind of a holiday. Then you take a look at Thanksgiving, then you take a look at Christmas, then you start thinking Super Bowl. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and your money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Thank you for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. It is, like I said today a couple times, it's a pleasure to do a show and get through this together. Um, I learned a little bit from you. I hope you learn something from me. Um, sometimes I get into sectors or ideas and I'm, I just almost go, no, I need to stop. Like you just caught me talking about cruise lines and I'm trying to figure out with everything I know what the cruise line industry is going to look like because I just saw Royal Caribbean show a 94% drop in revenue. And I'll just be honest with you. I'm more comfortable not say, uh, staying away from cruises. If you want to do it, do it. But the way they've collected 1.8 billion in customer deposits, 300 million of which is for sailings during the fourth quarter of this year, uh, are they booking revenues as, as are they giving you know too good of a deal away? Are they giving you know two for the price of one? I saw an airline this weekend say buy one ticket, get a whole row for free, and I just got an email from them. It's Alaska Airlines. They've extended buy one get one and get the row. that's not a good thing. That's like when the 10 year treasury is sitting at, and it's still sitting below 60 basis points when it's sitting below one basis, uh, 100 basis points when it's sitting below two, 200 basis points. I don't like seeing the 10 year at at 60 basis points. I look forward to the day when it's not that low. Um, because it'll be a sign that the economy is doing it on its own versus doing it with help. Something like that. Job openings in the United States rose to 5.9 million in June. CFP Chad Burton talks a lot about what the job market looks like in his part of the world. I talk about what it looks like in my part of the world. And is it that people want to go back or they don't want to go back? Are they having a better time getting unemployment benefits? There's, there's some kind of stuff going on there that's not great. Gilead is filing for U.S. marketing application for Rimsdivir. One of the things about having like streaming channels is you're starting to see different commercials than you've ever seen before. So if you have like a Roku and you're watching like a, a zombie marathon, you'll probably notice that there's a lot of commercials for Lily. And they're marketing their drugs. And I have a little bit of problems with drug companies marketing the way they do because they're really marketing to you. Not to the doctors. Do I, what I prefer, they market their science to people who know their science or their science to you. Um, I don't really like a lot of markets. And again, that's just me talking too much and you're saying, shut up and tell me about stocks, right? But Gilead said it's filing a marketing application for Remsdivir, COVID-19 drug. Um, the idea on marketing on commercials, it's, you know, hey, there's an allergy pill that I can take that has... No hangover effects. It's just nothing but awesome. 
doesn't make you sleepy, doesn't make you drowsy, doesn't you know, cause cancer. And you're like, well, it does solve uh, my allergies. It lasts all day. One pill lasts all day. One pill lasts 12 hours. One pill lasts twice as long as someone else. So that when you go to the store, you, you're, you're pretty informed. But the ones that I, I worry about are the prescription ones. I don't mind the over-the-counter marketing. I get it. But the prescription ones worry me. Like, do we really need Gilead saying Rimsdivir? If you have COVID-19, take a, a treatment five-day cycle of Rimsdivir. Are you coughing a lot at work? Uh, are you with me or against me on that one? 800-516-1220, get your calls on the air. I'm not seeing a lot of conformity or uniformity or any sort of form that I could put together in on Wall Street today. Boeing's up seven. Netflix is down 10. Um, that's the kind of day that I'm seeing. It's not lining up as this makes sense. It's just kind of we're looking for direction. Gas prices sit at two twenty-five a gallon. That's a pretty big story because it, that shows you that the economy is struggling. Americans are sitting on a record level of cash, a stash that will top $1 trillion when figures are included from July. That's the consumers. Got money? Need to find a place to spend it. That's the consumers. Congress is battling over coronavirus relief this week. That's one of the big stories. And I think we'll get some headway because we usually do. You know, every year I do this show and every couple years, it's like the Republicans and Obama or the Democrats and Trump. Will we get a budget signed by January? Are we going to run out of money? Will Congress have to not, not come back to work? Well, the government shut down. Will people get their Social Security check? <laughs> and every year I'm like, it's going to get done. But the media has to sell some commercials and some fear. Let them do it. Republicans and Democrats have to look like they're fighting for your best interest, but they're going to get something done. And every year I've been right. <clears throat> I think the stimulus gets done. The Republicans need it for their reelections. The Democrats need it for their reelections. Um, because consumers tend to vote with their wallet. That's why incumbents have, in my opinion, a massive advantage in elections in the United States is because they can help control purse strings to get you more money. Whereas a new person just has to promise, I'm not going to raise taxes and somehow I'm going to get you a lot of money. McDonald's is suing their former CEO, Easterbrook, alleging he lied about relationships he had with workers. His mama didn't teach him right. I don't care about the relationships you have. Just don't do it at work. If you could not do it at work, don't do it at work. As a guy who dated someone at work, big regret, big regret. And again, it, didn't, it wasn't, I don't have anything to regret. I'm just saying like, it's just, it, it could go bad. Trump order gives 35 million student loan borrowers a break until 2021. Okay. Now, see, I don't want to get political. I was going to say, if he really cares, wouldn't he have done that like a, four years ago? When we were talking about millennials getting houses and millennials getting, you know, uh, apartments so they can go make babies and start life instead of delaying life by living at home. Trump signed an executive order on Saturday that gives people with student debt another three month break from their bills. As a result, more than 35 million people with federal student loans won't have to resume their payments. You're going to see a surge in delinquencies and defaults in the coming years. 
I don't think our students are getting educated enough to pay back what they're spending to get educated. There's a lot of iffies out there. Americans are already struggling with student loans. Um, they're out of control at $1.6 trillion. Now, again, I just said Americans have a trillion dollars sitting in cash. One in seven borrowers are delinquent on their student loans right now, with two-thirds of borrowers only paying the interest on their debt each month. We got credit card debt issues. We got car debt issues. Um, we got student loan debt issues. We're going to have state and local government as federal as federal government debt issues should lead to inflation, which again, it hasn't. And if you remember and Patrick O'Hare is going to be off this week, but Patrick O'Hare, I was like him and I have talked for years and like, we've been, you know, pushing our deficit out of control for years. Why does now do we suddenly care about gold? And he's like, good point. Good point. Uh, again, it sells. It's nice advertising. Do I think gold and silver go higher? I do. But not for fundamental reasons. Not for massive inflation reasons, but because people expect inflation. It's because people are being told that this is, you know, how do you pay for a pandemic? You pay for it with future inflation. And I, I kind of agree. I, th I do think if I want to go to a restaurant, I'm going to have to pay more. I'll tell you what. It's, oh, cooking is... A strange groceries are a strange game right now. The quality coming out of America is uh, pretty different. Differs like gold and clay. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, wealth. Uh, no, let's not talk about wealth. Kodak shares are tanking 40 plus percent as the government loan is put on pause. We saw that in financial media as a problem the moment it happened. Why is Eastman Kodak, a maker of film, a maker of cameras, a historical company? And by the way, I've got a Eastman Kodak um, USB camera that's awesome. It still works great. <laughs> but it was one of those uh, flip phones or flip cameras. They got in that industry, they got out of that industry. They basically couldn't figure out how to be relevant, so they laid around and still publicly traded, still holding on, kind of like a Xerox, one of those companies that should be dead, but that's not dead. And the government's going to give them a big loan to manufacture pharmaceuticals. Um, and that's when the stock went up 600% in just two days. If you played that, you're crazy. You're loco in the cocoa. But... I hope it worked out well for you. Peter Navarro, a big trade expert with the Trump administration, says, very disappointed last week's great deal with Kodak tarnished by allegations. Uh, the problem is, Mr. Navarro, is people knew about it and had some insider stock purchased based on news that this was coming. And it's obvious. It's like an insider doesn't buy stocks for years and years and years and years and years and years and years. And years. And then a week before they're getting a $765 million loan awarded from the Defense Production Act, they become not multimillionaires. Like, you're talking hundreds of millions of dollars. They're going to get to jail. Some people are going to get to jail, and I think that's a good thing. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's a good thing. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. Amazon said over the weekend, uh, actually, Simon Property said that Amazon's looking to purchase some JCPenney's leases. 
and turn them into distribution centers. It's interesting the way distribution centers are kind of a thing because in real estate, you could invest in REITs that are tied towards storage properties and towards distribution centers and cancer facilities. Um, there's so many ways to play Wall Street. Figure out yours. And let, let's share it in the future. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Quick little side note. Um, I really enjoyed 2020 sharing it with you and spoiling it with you. If this is as bad as it gets, I'm pretty stoked. Um, I've taken one day off just for a mental break. I had two holidays, but I've been working pretty much so since March, and it's been a joy and a pleasure. I know that sounds really weird because people are dying. It is really weird. Um, We've shared something together. It's a bonded experience. You've made it this far through your first bear market for a lot of people. came in March. And for me, my first bear market had the indecency of lasting a year and a half of every day. It felt like it was going down half a point, half a point, up three points, down four points. And it lasted a year and a half. And it made me mentally insane. We went through it in in two weeks. And I I, I'm thankful for that. But also it's like, whoa, I may need a scotch or something like that to wash that crazy whirlwind down. You get, I think, where I'm going at with that. Uh, It's been a pleasure. And the way radio works, if I ever get fired, if they ever find a younger, faster, happier, speedier Rob, I won't be on on Monday. I'll be on Friday, and then I'll be off over the weekend, and then I won't be back. So if you ever need me, I'll be at robblackshow.com, robblackshow.com. I'm not planning on going anywhere. Just It's been a pleasure, and I, I think we've earned our friendship, our bond together, if you know what I'm saying. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. The Dow jumps 250 points to start the week, um, even as Congress and the White House are battling on the size and scope of a relief package. We're getting closer and closer to an election. Anthony Scaramucci, and also known as the Mooch, and Donald Trump traded heated Twitter words this weekend. It, it gets a little bit brutal. It gets a little bit brutal. So, um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just glad, glad things are working. China put some sanctions on U.S. lawmakers. There's always, when there's a tit for a tat, a tick for a talk, a U.S. We are the world power. You do whatever we tell you to do. China's going to come back and say, no, no, no. We're the up and coming world power. We're going to do what you just did to us, but we're going to make it in our own little Chinese kind of way. Hours after police raided a major Hong Kong news publisher, Beijing added to its counterattack against critics by announcing sanctions against 11 U.S. lawmakers. And you're like, what? (laughs) That doesn't even make sense. Hong Kong media tycoon Jimmy Lei was arrested early today on unspecified allegations, including with foreign forces. On China's new sanctioning list, Senator Patrick Toomey, Senator Tom Cotton, Senator Josh Hawley, uh, Christopher Smith, uh, Ted Cruz, Senator Marco Rubio, who have all been blacklisted 
in China. Um, oddly enough, all Republicans. China's got a lot of issues with democracy, with human rights, um, a lot of protests, a lot of sanction issues. So when we go after TikTok, there's a great line in The Untouchables, a movie about Al Capone. And it was back in the day where you could put Sean Connery in anything and it did well. You could put um, said actor and you're like, why is he in this movie? Well, he was playing an Irish cop or something like that. But there's a scene where a gangster comes to a cop's house with a knife to kill him. And Sean Connery goes, bring a knife to a gunfight? He actually said some racist commentary in there that I've edited out. But <clears throat> not the smartest thing to do. It's an assertive tit for tat right now with the U.S. and China. And I think in a gunfight or a knife fight, someone's dead. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but this isn't ideal. Gas prices sit at two twenty-five a gallon. Do you care? Don't we have one of the biggest driving weekends of the summer, Labor Day or Memorial Day or the summer driving season? Don't we have to talk about that and gas being at a cheap two twenty-five? The highest gas is guess where? Could it be in my home city of San Francisco? Guess is it L.A.? Is it Hawaii? Is it Alaska? Where's the highest gasoline? Of course, it's in my hometown, San Francisco. The lowest average is in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, which is so close to Mississippi. Um, I just like saying that. And again, what's down on the Mississippi River in Louisiana? Uh, the Mississippi River, right? Uh, no refineries. We get a lot of oil out of the Gulf. We drill a big hole in the ocean or the Gulf, and we, we put a pipe down there, and we suck it like a straw right out. And we're too lazy to send it to California or to send it to the east coast of New Jersey factory to refine it. We're just like, let's send it up the Mississippi River and get some jobs up there on refineries. So what I love about Mississippi, every time I say Mississippi, i got to say it the way I was taught it. Emma, crooked letter, crooked letter, ah, crooked letter, crooked letter, ah, hunchback letter, hunchback letter, ah. My mother was Southern. My father was Southern. Um, school systems there didn't exactly teach phonics. I know you're saying, are you knocking your mom and dad? Yes, I'm kind of knocking my mom and dad. That's what makes America great, is that we have so many different regions. And that's what makes us so damn tough to govern. Because poor people in the Northeast are different than poor people in the Southeast. They're way different than the poor people in the Southwest and the Northwest. The immigration issues in the Northeast are way different than the immigration issues in the Southwest. And the immigration issues in California. I mean, if you take a look at Southern California, you take out the whole Mexican border thing, and you just look at Northern California and the immigration issues of trying to get qualified workers to work tech jobs. And when I say qualified, I'm talking math and science degrees. I'm not talking much else than that. Is it ironic that Rachel Ray's house burned down over the weekend? She's a chef, right? It's not ironic. It's just a coincidence. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com.